It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Got another good one for you today. Some news breaking across the NBA, somewhat minor, somewhat expected, but still going to get to that. And then uh, some random thoughts that I'm going to need to get to because uh, I have to I have to tell somebody, you know, can't just can't just spit my hot takes in a mirror to myself. So that's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Another good one for you today. Who am I kidding? It's an off-season name. It's probably, probably average at best. But uh, still bringing it to you. Uh, schedule, not the entire schedule, but what? Opening night and then the big holiday games will be announced tomorrow, so we'll get to that uh, when it comes out, but I mean, who, who, who are we kidding, you know, it'll be Warriors and Thunder opening night probably, Warriors Rockets on Christmas, Warriors Lakers on MLKs, I mean, those are probably the three teams that the Warriors will be playing, um, it's weird, as a Warriors fan right now, um, never would have thought... <laughs> thought that, you know, getting all these national TV games would be so ho-hum, but it is, you know, we know they're going to be on all, all the big stages, um, and we can pretty much guess the teams they'll be playing. I'd be interesting to see a, a Warriors-Celtics game uh, on one of those dates, but I doubt we'll get it. Um, probably stick with the Western Conference rivals or whatever. So that comes out tomorrow, so I'll have something on that for you. Uh, either tomorrow or Thursday. Uh, with it being so slow, you know, I'm, I'm going to try and get three of these out a week. Might be down to two until uh, training camp starts. But uh, like I said, hit me up on Twitter at CTH415. If you have any topics you want me to get to, any subjects you want me to uh, to talk about, anything like that, man. Or if you agree, disagree, whatever. Hit me up with your opinions also. Um, as I've said, this podcast is for you. So let me know. So, as far as the news goes today, ladies and gentlemen, Carmelo Anthony intends to sign with the Houston Rockets. And I get a little annoyed just because he's not very good anymore. So, why is this news? But then I also look at, well, it's also, you know, middle of August or early August, so there's nothing else to talk about and all this other stuff. Um, I, I touched on it last episode because we all knew it was going to happen. Uh, Bill Simmons had a great great tweet about it. Carmelo Anthony has verbally agreed to be Houston's 11th man and a probable playoff DNP next season, which sounds about right. Um, I just, I don't see, 
I don't see it being a big help or anything, man. I don't see. I just, I don't think he's very good anymore. And uh, I, I filled in on one of the uh, midday, sh- on the midday show up at uh, the radio station I work at, uh, Sports 1140 KHTK in Sacramento last week. You guys can get it down in the Bay also. Uh, we talked some Warriors on there and uh, we cover everything really. But the host, Damian Barling, thinks that. Chris Paul might be able to bring it out in Carmelo. Okay. I disagree. Especially, I mean, if, look, if Russell Westbrook couldn't bring it out in him, right? I mean, Russell Westbrook's so good. Guy averages a triple-double, right? Uh, I just, look, I don't think Carmelo has it anymore. I think at best he'd be a good option off the bench, which apparently he refuses to do. Um, I think... In a much smaller role, he could be effective, but I don't think he's willing to take that role. So, I mean, that's all I really got. I just, what else What else do you want? Carmelo to the Rockets. Uh, I think they got worse. I think they got a lot worse this year because they're replacing with, they're replacing two good defenders, two solid two-way players who can switch and play well against the... Uh, their biggest rival or biggest obstacle in the Golden State Warriors. They're placing them with Carmelo Anthony and James Ennis. So Daryl Morey's a genius, though, right? Daryl Morey's a genius. So maybe he's he's right. Maybe he figured it out and we're the dumb ones, but doubt it. Doubtful. Doubtful. A little bit of more news. The uh, New Orleans Pelicans bringing in Jaleel Okafor for training camp. Which I'm intrigued by, man. I just, maybe, maybe he's trash. Maybe he's terrible locker room presence, not very good, this or that. Or maybe he's just a role player. And that's kind of where I'm at with him. I think he could be a solid role player. The guy averaged 17 and like 8 his rookie year. And when he gets the opportunities, he usually plays well. I just, I think maybe when you're picked in the top three, you look at... Your your the expectations are so high that that you just it's hard to reach them. I guess I don't know. I I don't. I've I'm intrigued by Julio Okafor, and I'm excited that he's getting the opportunity. We'll see if he even makes it out of training camp because it's a uh, non guaranteed training camp deal. So I don't know. I hope I hope it works out for him, but we'll see. I was I was interested by the, by the move, and I think it helps with uh, losing Boogie because they don't really have much front court depth there either. I know they signed Julius Randle. Julius Randle, you can play at the five certain times, but not not a lot. So could work out. Could be a good option for them. Speaking of another center, uh, Greg Monroe signed with Toronto. I think it's a solid move for them. I thought it would have been a solid move for Boston to try and keep him, but considering he signed in Toronto for the minimum, looks like Boston didn't have any interest in bringing him back because I think Boston's also a little short in the front court. Um, even though they did draft Robert Williams, who has been guy's got a ton of talent, but he's been a head case in his first month with the team. So maybe it works out fine with Robert Williams and he's great and, you know, perfect for them and a backup to Baines and Horford. And that works out great, but I would have been interested in bringing Monroe back if I was the Celtics, but they didn't. 
So he's on to Toronto, which I think is a good move for them because they lost some of their depth uh, in the front court when they traded a Jakob Portal to San Antonio as part of the Kawhi Leonard deal, which, look, that's a deal you make all, every time. Um, but they were able to replace some of that depth with Monroe. Minimum contract, solid deal for them. Uh, he's got his flaws for sure, but he's definitely a serviceable player. So good move by Toronto. Last little bit of news, Zaire Smith. Phillies first rounder. Yeah, they ended up trading Michael Bridges for Zaire Smith, and I think there was another piece in there or something. Who knows? But he is out right now with a Liz Frank fracture, so basically a broken foot, which is too bad, but seems like par for the course for Philly. I mean, you, you draft a rookie, he gets injured, <laughs> you know, or they draft an injured rookie. Uh, so it's too bad for him. Guy's got a ton of potential. Um, no timetable yet for how long we'll be out. I saw someone tweet that it usually takes 10 to 12 weeks. Could be longer. So he'll probably be back sometime in December, hopefully. And maybe, you know, maybe he'll be fine once he comes back and it's just a delayed start for him. But it's too bad because they lost some depth uh, this year, uh, this offseason, and are trying to replace it with, you know, Nemanja Bialica, who bounced to Europe for a second and then sign with the Kings. Um, Zaire Smith was going to be a part of their rotation, and now he's injured. And I also, man, I thought Mike Bridges would have been a better fit, personally. Another 3 and D guy. Um, but people are very high on Zaire Smith, too. So there you go. What do I know? But that's about the news for today. Uh, none of it really affects the Warriors directly, except for the Carmelo news, which I've already talked about. It, what affects them is is that the Rockets got worse. Honestly, it's Carmelo going to the the uh, Rockets doesn't affect them. The fact that the Rockets let Mbamute and Ariza go and replace them with Carmelo is what affects them because the Rockets got worse. So there you go. That is the news for Tuesday. August, what's today? August 7th, I guess. Yeah, there it is. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, come back. And I'm going to drop some random thoughts on you guys because I'm a random guy. So that's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy, golden goodness. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Lenovo. At CDW, we get putting productivity within reach of remote employees. That's why I'm WFC, working from couch and moving everything within arm's length, like the microwave. Lunchtime. You should talk to the experts at CDW. They can orchestrate a more efficient workspace solution using light, powerful devices from Lenovo to keep your teams productive from anywhere, couch included. Yeah, but do they have grabber claws? Whoops. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Learn more at cdw.com slash Lenovo client. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked on Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. I uh, just had some thoughts, you know, I... And here's the deal. You guys are listening to Locked On Warriors not because you're fringe fans, not because you 
enjoy a national TV game every once in a while. You guys are, I, I imagine you guys are kind of um, psychotic about it, as I am, where I'm up at 2 a.m. thinking about, you know, the 15th roster spot and whether they'll fill that and who they could fill it with. And by the way, <laughs> I watched, uh, what was it? I watched game, I watched the last two, so yeah, six and seven of the Western Conference Finals, Rewatched those uh, this week. And, you know, if they decided, because Nick Young at $5 million was a bad move, but Nick Young at the minimum, mm, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it, but the right move is to keep that 15th roster spot open, try and keep their luxury tax down, and potentially fill that spot, uh, you know, after buyouts and maybe, you know, with a, a two-way player. Uh, like they did with Quinn Cook, because I think they saw how to use their two-way spots, and I think that's how they will use them moving forward, um, is trying to find guys that can contribute uh, when they're called upon. Damian Lee is the one two-way contract they have right now. Steph Curry's brother-in-law, but he did also spend about 20 games uh, in the league last year. I mean, he was he was uh, part of Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz Warriors last year. And then got picked up by Atlanta and spent some time with them. Had a couple good games, some tough ones. Um, but he's a guy with NBA experience, another wing for him. And so they're going to try and fill it that way. Have guys that they could potentially bring up if need be. Not as not so much uh, rookies that they're trying to develop. You know what I mean? Chris Boucher last year was a rookie they were trying to, to develop. And that didn't work out. Uh Quinn Cook was a younger player who had had, you know, a couple cups of coffee in the NBA and they were able to bring him up and he was able to contribute. And I think he's going to, I'm honestly intrigued to see what he can do this year. Cause I think he'll be a solid piece for them. But this is where the random thoughts of mine came into play. Uh, Derek Jones jr. Part of the Miami heat right now. Uh, was with the Phoenix Suns last year. I think he can, uh, was part of the dunk contest last year also. Uh, the guy can fly. He's 6'7", about 200 pounds, 7-foot wingspan. Uh, I don't know what the number is on his vert. It's like 90-inch vertical. <laughs> the guy can fly. He's He's pretty sick. But what I was thinking about was and I thought this last year also, is that he would be a great fit for the Warriors for what they try and do. And let me, let me slow down. Uh, he's a solid defender, but being a solid defender doesn't mean that you can handle the mental aspects of switching everything. So maybe he doesn't fit. But there are parts of his game that I like, a lot of potential there. The seven-foot wingspan, 6'7". Uh, 200 pounds isn't huge, but it's also not small either. Um, he can... His cutting and finishing ability, I think, would fit with the Warriors. Uh, None of this really matters because he's on the Miami Heat. And they had an opportunity to get him last year when he was cut by Phoenix, but he signed a two-way deal with the Heat, and if the Warriors were going to sign him to a two-way deal, they would have had to cut Chris Boucher, who they weren't willing to cut at the time. It doesn't matter because I don't even know if they had interest in him. He's just a player that I like a lot. Um, And he... Great summer league. Again, summer league doesn't matter unless it backs up some of your earlier opinions. So, uh, so I'm going to use summer league as an example as to why I'm right right now. <laughs> no, but Derek Jones, he's just a player that I like. 
and a player that I think fits their, their, what they wanted to do and the things they said they wanted to do, get younger and get more wings, uh, which they didn't really do besides Jacob Evans. And part of that is because they, you know, had the opportunity to get DeMarcus Cousins and get uh, Jonas Jerebko, two guys that they didn't think they would have any chance at getting. And also a lot of the wings that I'm sure they targeted got picked up for more money than they were willing to spend on them. I mean, honestly, who who was left out there that might have fit? Travion Graham, who I would have been fine with, but that was it. You know, Joe Harris, uh, Glenn Robinson all got signed for much bigger money than I thought. Uh, Marco Bellinelli, uh, who else? There's a bunch of names out there. Ariza, you know, Ariza wouldn't be younger, but he would have been someone who could fill a role. So back to Derek Jones Jr., just a guy I like, thought he would fit. Um, and with them, you know, saying they wanted to get younger and get more wings, he would have been a good option. I don't think they even had an opportunity, though, really, because he – because uh, I don't know the exact bird rights you get off of a two-way contract, but basically the Heat had the the first opportunity to sign him. They did sign him. It's a two-year minimum deal, um, and we'll see how he does. But thinking about him got me to thinking about other players, and this is something that the Warriors are going to have to be successful at in the future, is finding players like Derek Jones Jr., potentially Daniel House, who they signed uh, to a non-guaranteed training camp deal. Uh, And I talked about that 15th roster spot. The only way that spot gets filled is if someone comes in and is incredible in training camp. Like if Daniel House comes in and kills it in training camp for the Warriors, then they'll say, okay, well, we have our 15th guy. But I think more than likely he'll be a two-way player for them and uh, potentially end up signing with them by the end of the year if there's not better options. But like Quinn Cook, like Derek Jones Jr., like potentially Daniel House, these are the avenues that they're going to have to use to get players, try and get some depth. Because, because of their salary cap situation, they don't have opportunities to get players uh, of better, better quality. They can only offer minimum contracts. You all know that. Uh, and I believe this is the last year that they can use that taxpayer mid-level, which is also why I think they might try and move either Andre Iguodala or Sean Livingston next season, not this season, next season, to try and get something in return for a bigger salary than uh, than trying to sign minimum minimum contract players. Because, look, getting good players on minimum contracts, that's great. But it's also not very – it's not going to happen every single year. You know what I mean? Uh, some of the guys that were guys' names who were thrown about in free agency for the mi- even for the mid level, you know, five plus million dollars. That was also a joke. Like they weren't going to get Avery Bradley. The Ariza stuff, I think, that came out earlier this year, where Chris Haynes said he would be willing to, you know, take the pay cut to go to the Warriors. I think that was all just posturing, similar to what Andre did with the Rockets when he was trying to resign with the Warriors. Um, I just. They're going to have to find these diamonds in the rough or players that they develop uh, undrafted, late second round, things like that. And Daniel House can be that. I like Daniel House a lot. Great size. He shot 38% from three in the G League last year. He's about 6'7", 220. Dude's big. Uh, Can probably play some four if need be, small ball four. 
But again, we don't even know if he'll be on the team. But uh, what I'm the point I'm trying to get at is these are the kinds of moves they're going to have to make and have to be successful at because if they do end up keeping their core four, even their core three, well, pick pick the three. It doesn't matter whether it's Clay, Draymond, Steph, Steph, KD, Clay, you know, whatever. They're going to be pretty capped out moving forward, and they'll have to find good players on cheap deals or find good players in. You know, second round, undrafted, etc. So, just random thoughts of mine about the Warriors and their cap moving forward. Um, and look, <laughs> don't get me wrong. You do, you keep the core four every single time. You keep the core three every single time. These are small prices to pay to keep, you know, four all-stars, potentially five all-stars. Yeah, I mean, I should throw Cousins into that core five now. Uh, but... It's just a thought I had because their opportunities for signing players are going to get even tougher next year. And they're going to have to figure it out. I trust Bob Myers to be able to figure it out. And what I was mentioning about Andre and Sean, nothing against them. They're great. They've been big parts of this team, you know, uh, going to four straight finals, winning three. Like Sean was great in the NBA finals this year. Uh, especially coming in and, and playing uh, playing Andre's minutes and playing some of Andre's role. But, like I said, if you can move them for, like, I don't even know what an example is. Let's say Glenn Robinson uh, from, I think he signed with Detroit. You know, if you can move Sean for Glenn Robinson, who's younger, I think he's making about $4 million a year because the other thing is what comes with it is certain bird rights and certain rights to re-sign players. It's all convoluted CBA stuff. Uh, like with signing DeMarcus Cousins, and I keep going off track here, but signing DeMarcus Cousins with the, with that taxpayer mid-level, don't get me wrong, you do it every single time if you have that opportunity. But what they missed out on is there's they're not going to be able to re-sign DeMarcus. And if they could re-sign DeMarcus for what they can because there's no real bird rights with him they can only give him a uh a contract 120 percent worth what he was making this year which comes out to like 6.5 million dollars that's all they can offer him unless they have cap space which unless something happens with clay and kd they're not going to have cap space to re-sign boogie so what they missed out on is getting a player of, say, $5 million quality that they might be able to re-sign for 6.5 next year. And again, it doesn't matter because you, you make that boogie deal every single year, uh, every chance you get, always. But that's one thing that they missed out on. Like, if they sign Kyle O'Quinn for that mid-level, they would be able to re-sign him next year for, you know, 6.5 or whatever, which would be closer to his value, and you would have a chance of keeping him. Where with boogie, you're not going to be able to keep him, honestly. Um, and if for some reason he's willing to, you can keep him for 6.5, it means it didn't really work out this year, honestly, unless he just has another desire to take less money and stick with the Warriors. So anyways, I hope that made sense. Random thoughts in my random brain. Um, and again, doesn't matter. It's not something we're going to have to worry about for another year. And knowing Bob Myers, he'll probably find another superstar, you know, at pick 28 next year. So probably all moot points. But just random thoughts I had about the Warriors and certain, you know, fringe players like Derek Jones Jr. and Daniel House. So there you go.
I hope you guys can relate. If not, I just sounded like a psycho, which is all good. (laughs) This is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Going to wrap this thing up here real quick. I don't know what else I got. I was going to try and fake some news or something. I got nothing. Carmelo's a rocket. Whatever. Enjoy. Good work, Daryl. Daryl's a genius, you guys. <laughs> this has been Locked On Warriors. Come back later this week, either Thursday or Friday. I'm not sure. Hopefully we'll get some news. We'll definitely talk about the schedule. Um, but like I said, it's a crazy time to be a Warriors fan because them getting multiple, you know, big-time national national TV games doesn't really matter. We all expect it, but we will definitely talk about it. This has been Locked On Warriors on the Locked On You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Bay Area sports fans, this is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.